probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome back to the Thing Minute podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me again today is... Rob Kelly from Superman Movie Minute. Awesome. Thanks for coming back, man. Thank you for having me back. I'm very excited. Things are getting crazy. Uh, crazier, actually. <laughs> so um, uh, before we get into the minute, I had a, I have a quick question, or, or maybe a... a um, I'm going to spot you a, a, a plug here a little bit, but I, I wanted to say that the uh, the Tracy Turns It Off episode of The Thing was ah. very, very enjoyable. Do you want to tell, <laughs> tell listeners who maybe haven't heard that uh, what, what that's all about? Yeah, another one of the shows that I do on our network, which is the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I, I do called the it's the Film and Water Podcast. And terrible title, but, but bear <laughs> with me. And it's just, it's just basically a movie review show where I talk about old movies. And then I have a subset of that show called Turn It Off with Tracy, and that co-stars my girlfriend, Tracy, who cannot stand horror movies at all, doesn't find them remotely entertaining <laughs> to watch. To, to, to her, watching a horror movie is just crazy. Why would you do that? But she decided a little while ago that she was going to subject herself to horror movies and see how far she could get into them, and then we would record a podcast about it. And so I, of course, <laughs> was very excited because I was going to get to show her all these great classic horror movies. So... Um, we, we tried different things, and then one week we did The Exorcist, and I thought, well, this might be the end of the show. Uh, but, she, but she got through it. She got through all of The Exorcist. That's pretty impressive. Like, yeah, that was, was really impressed. And, and But I also kind of knew, well, if she hooks into the characters, I think she'll be able to get past the horror stuff. And sure. she was she really hooked into those characters, Ellen Burstyn and Linda Blair. So I was like, well, now, okay, now let's try a personal favorite. <laughs> so I showed her the thing. And I think we got about a half hour into the thing and she was like, yeah, turn it off. That was the end of that. <laughs> we did not even she um, I, I felt bad that I showed her the scenes of the dogs getting it because we both love dogs. Right. That was, uh, <laughs> but uh, we never even got to any of the stuff with uh, with the, the copper and his arms getting torn off. We never got to any of that. She just <laughs> so so she has seen half of the thing. That's pretty good. For somebody who hates horror movies, that's pretty impressive, I'd say. It's on top of it being a very, very scary and suspenseful movie. It's uh, the the animal stuff. If you're an animal lover, the animal stuff is particularly unsettling, I, I guess. <laughs> it is. It's a testament to how much I love the thing that I can watch this movie over and over again, even though it has that awful scene. Because I generally can't stand movies that have any violence towards animals because I just, you know, for me, it's just like it's just unpleasant to watch. But that's how much I love the thing that I can tolerate and plus there's plus plus clark is in it and like clark is me clark (laughs) Clark loves the dogs and so it's i like that you have one guy who clearly like would rather be around the dogs than the humans which is like you know raise his hand so i i you know like i'm clark in in this scenario you wouldn't be the first guest on the show to to very closely identify with clark which tells me a lot about uh the podcasters in general (laughs) (laughs) we attract a certain type that's right So uh, today uh, we're talking about minute 82 of the thing, which begins with uh, Mac heating up some wire 
and ends a minute later with uh, Nalls turning around to take a look at those corpses that are sitting, you know, five feet away from everybody else. So, you know, if we if we weren't already in a in a you know dour mood and and pretty uh, freaked out, yeah, let's take a look at those uh, those dead bodies in the corner there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, when we start this scene, uh, it's it's uh, Windows that, who is up first on the test, which um, I guess, you know, Windows is kind of like his little assistant for this whole scene, which I guess is just a testament to McCready trusts him more than anybody else at this point, which I'm not entirely sure why that is, because we know as, a, as an audience that uh, Windows has been kind of, you know, he's been the one who's been hesitant to turn mm-hmm. on other people, with the exception of when he went for the guns, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty big exception. But, uh, you know, earlier when they were all ready to kind of torch McCready as he was coming back in, he was the one that was, you know, hesitant about it and trying to get them to rethink it. But I don't know that McCready really knows that. Like, I wonder <laughs> if Windows, you know, at some point we didn't see in between uh, that scene and the uh, the them moving to the medical room, if Windows was like, uh, you know, sidled up to uh tim mccready and was like uh hey man you know i believe you <laughs> i'm <laughs> I on your up side for you man <laughs> <laughs> so i have to wonder you know how how that little uh buddy partnership uh came about but yeah he's windows is like the, he's ready to test him first so that he can you know make sure that his assistant is good to go <laughs> see mac and windows can get along it's true and only in the thing <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I heard, I was listening to another podcast about this movie, which, uh, why I do this to myself, I don't know. But uh, (laughs) uh, another podcast where they were talking about the thing and they were saying that uh, they thought this was, that it was pre, that Macintosh had been out, but it was really just Apple at that point, but that Windows was not a, uh, was not a thing at this point, which I haven't actually looked into. I meant to look it up, but yeah, it is pretty ironic that we've got a a Mac and Windows thing here. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm dying to use my I ain't going with Windows GIF the next time uh, I have to uh, have to buy a new computer. <laughs> it's a it's a classic. It, this is perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we get this really uh, like well, actually, before we get to a uh, uh, Windows test, we get a an important shot here of uh, of Palmer. Oh we, yeah. So Palmer's test isn't up yet, but we get this nice kind of shadowy. Uh, look at Palmer, and the key here is that um, we, I, I mentioned this last week, but it's really on uh, heavy display here that he is the one without a gleam in his eye. It's very obvious in in that shot of uh, of Palmer. Oh there. wow! I don't think I've noticed that before. So that's something that uh, Dean Cundy said he wanted to do something really, really subtle that would clue you into who. Oh who's my God! You're right. React. I'm looking it over. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And everybody else in the scene has they've got a, a light in their eye. Uh, but he purposely he moved the light for that Palmer shot so that Palmer's uh, got shadows over his eyes instead of a gleams, which is supposed to clue you in that he's uh, he's not a human. Oh, gold star, Dean Cundy. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I, I, I that blew my mind when I found that out, because it's I mean, it's not one of those things that's like. You know, it's really cool when you learn about it and it's like, you know, it's something that you can really watch for through this whole scene after that. But it's not I can't say that I don't I don't think anybody would like pick that out watching this movie for the first time. Be like, oh, got it. He's definitely the thing. <laughs> I wonder if it's if it's one of those things that, that works on your your subconscious. Right. You know, like you you pick it up, but you don't know you're picking it up like a very Stanley Kubrick kind of thing where he's always sticking those images in and it makes you feel unsettled but you don't really know why sure yeah it could be something like that 
Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, even beyond just not having a gleam in his eye, it's also just a very kind of dark looking shot too. Like, you know, I guess part partly to achieve that effect, you know, he's got his he's got these shadows from his eyebrows, his brow that like really kind of covers eyes. So it's it's very kind of a evil looking shot almost in some ominous. ways. You know, ominous. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. You know, not not that any of these other guys don't look ominous, but he definitely looks more than than the others. Um, and you know, and that, that's even more so when we get up to his test, uh, which I think is maybe in tomorrow's minute. But um, yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting little clue there that, that starts. I think it's less obvious uh, in last in a last week's minutes um, when they, we do this pan across everybody. I don't think he's got a gleam, and and most of the other guys do. But it's really it's much more obvious in in these minutes for sure. When I'm looking at, at, at the sea of faces that we go through, because we see, uh, 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 oh shit, why am I blanking everybody's name? Childs. <laughs> God, I've seen this movie a thousand times. I promise. Uh, <laughs> we, we see Childs in this shot at one point, and um, you've ever heard of that 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 experiment where they show people. Um, various images, and it depends on the order that they place them in, and it and it changes the the, the viewer's view of what they think they see. Sure, yeah, the, uh, cool, themselves, right? they call the Kulshov uh, uh, experiments, right? Or oh, there you like go. That. Okay, perfect. And it's like we know at this point that for anyone who's seen this movie a thousand times, we know that Palmer's the thing. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. <laughs> so I wonder, like, does that color our view of Palmer? knowing what we know because sure. when you think about it, the shot we have of childs he looks just as threatening oh yeah but, some, but somehow we it it doesn't feel as threatening because it's like we know but i mean you know i i don't i don't remember my initial viewing of this movie i watched it on cable but i wonder like did it did, you know does my view of their faces change because i know what's happening like i know what's waiting in palmer to come out and i know that childs is presumably okay but yet you know, I think if you didn't know that, you wouldn't pick that up necessarily. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, you know, something I've mentioned a lot on this show is that I really wish I could go back and watch this for the first time again, because, oh, yeah, this this scene, I remember very vividly being scared shitless that <laughs> I was definitely like <laughs> holding the edge of my seat and like, you know, probably scrunched up in my chair, like just knowing that something awful is about to happen and you don't know when. But uh, but I, d- I don't re- recall who, you know, who I really suspected at this point. I'd love to, you know, s- somehow go back and get my initial kind of theories about who was the thing before I knew, you know. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. It definitely kind of changes the way you watch the movie after that. It's You, ca- you can never unsee those moments. Uh, so it's, yeah, it is interesting because... Yeah, I love Child's reaction as he kind of watches Windows walk by. He look, he just looks pissed. It's like a quintessential yeah. Keith David moment right there. He doesn't have to say a word, and you know exactly what's going through his head. Like, you know, why is this fucker walking around, and I'm still tied up on this chair? <laughs> it's a great moment. Um, you know, it's a testament to Keith David to portray that completely, just with some very, very quick movements with his eyes. Like that's it, and it's but it's wonderful. I love Keith David. <laughs> oh, he's he's fantastic. Um, a completely separate note: about halfway through this minute, we get a shot of it's not the only shot, obviously, but the first one for for my minutes, we get a shot of um the board games. Oh yeah, that are stacked up in the background, and I just love the idea that like these rough and tumble guys were stuck with like playing like shoots and ladders or the game of life. Like I'm trying to picture. Mc- 
McCready and Nalls and all these guys sitting around and they're like, you know, go past $200. Do not collect, <laughs> you know, pass go. Do like, I want to be the thimble. No, man, I'm not going to be the fucking race car. You know? like, <laughs> like, I see a lot of Monopoly games getting flung off the table in mid game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i uh you know I, I i love that we get that one shot very very early in the movie it's in like minute three or four maybe uh where where you see them all actually having fun and like playing ping pong and reading magazines and like it, it is funny to think about like what is what was their life like before all this happened like and, and how did all these games get here like did did any of them bring these and you know it's it's very it's fun to kind of theorize about that stuff. I've got some some more detailed notes on some of those board games uh, later in the week. We we get a really okay. close look at them, um, so we'll we'll bring them up again. Uh, oh, cool, cool! Some cool. of the it, it's pretty funny uh, production design. Some of the names of the games that they chose to uh, to include in the in the record here. So uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a few days here. But yeah, so we're basically this minute we get two tests. We're, we're doing Windows tests and McCready's tests and. I love, I don't think I really ever, you know, noticed it until watching it this closely, the, just how well this first part of uh, Windows test is edited. Um, just the way we're cutting back from, you know, we cut from the blood to Gary's reaction at it and then back to McCready as he's getting ready to do it. And basically we're moving kind of back and forth between, uh, after that, between McCready and Windows and the blood itself. And like, I love that you see Windows kind of, his like, he like tenses up and his like shoulders let down just as the, just as the needle goes into the blood mm-hmm. and it, it's just perfect. It's perfect reaction. It's almost it, like it almost feels like you're watching a split screen. Like you're seeing both of them happen at the same time, just cause it's so perfectly paced the way it's edited. You can really feel even, even when you're not looking at windows, you can feel exactly what he's doing just because of the way it's cut, which is great. Yeah, it's it's brilliantly composed. I mean, this whole movie is brilliantly composed, mm-hmm. but the, these sequences are just fantastic. Let's see. I need flares, a parka, kerosene, dog food. Wow, who knew moving to an Antarctic base would be so expensive? And I haven't even started looking for roller skates and giant hats yet. It's a good thing I'm using Amazon so I can get the best price and get this stuff fast. And since I'm using thethingminute.com slash Amazon, a small portion of my purchase goes to help The Thing Minute to help support the podcast. Now, if I can just get some of the listeners to use the thingminute.com slash Amazon, I might just be able to afford that flamethrower. So, you know, Windows, uh, the, the needle goes in the blood and makes that uh, one of my favorite little, you know, movie sound, as a sound guy, you know, I have to pick out these little sound effects that I love. And just the sound of the blood not doing anything is a great sound effect. Yeah, just that kind of like, it kind of, it's a hiss, but it's also kind of got that little squeaky of like the metal yeah. on the plastic. It's it's so like not threatening. It's you know it's the perfect like you know breathe out a sigh of relief sound effect. It works perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, McCready, of course, he's like, you know, this is what I already know that I'm not the thing. But of course, he can't know that. Right? He thinks he knows that, but he doesn't know. We know, I guess, at this point that well, we don't know that he can't know really just yet. We don't know that. We don't know that. The rules of it are so certain, but at least, you know, McCready's like, okay, no, this is – when you look at the dish, the petri dish, look how much blood is in there. It's That's a, a lot, lot of blood. blood. <laughs> it is a ton of blood. Like he, these guys should be like in real trouble right now. <laughs> when I donate that much blood, they give me cookies, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there really should be like a little dish with cookies and apple juice set up somewhere nearby, I think. Don't sit up too fast, McCready. <laughs> 
Um, you know, you, you say that, uh, you know, McCready maybe doesn't know that he's the thing. That reminds me, you know, we talked about yesterday about how about that whole idea that you may not know. And, you know, a Windows reaction here certainly makes it seem like he doesn't know if, if he's the thing or not. But I also wonder if all of them are also, in addition to not knowing that, that maybe they're wondering if uh, if this test is total nonsense and that something might happen even if you're not the thing and might, you know, make McCready give McCready any excuse to burn you alive. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the McCready's got a trigger finger as we know at this point. Right. So yeah, I, I, yeah, you would, you would hate to learn, you know, he's like, Oh, you, you might be the thing. Well, I can't risk it. You know? right. <laughs> like, Whoa, like I've never stuck a hot, hot, uh, wire in blood. Maybe blood does, you know, like bubble up or something when it happens and he's <laughs> like, Oh, Nope, that's it. You know, especially with the first test, like you have no idea what to expect. Like Windows, I'd be, I would definitely be freaking out if I was Windows, whether I thought I might be the thing or not. <laughs> in like one of the first aid kits that nobody's consulting, there's like a manual that says, whatever you do, don't stick a hot needle in blood. Right. Don't do it. It's, <laughs> it's bad news. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we get here uh, a cl- another classic child's moment where, uh, you know, McCready says he's going to test himself to prove, you know, what he already knows. And uh, and Childs just says it's a crack of shit, <laughs> which is, is is a great moment between those two, which, you know, we've had it, lots of uh, previous guests and I have theorized about how uh, how these two have not gotten along in the past, even before this <laughs> this inciting incident. They are not not pals, I don't think. Childs's go to insult is to call something some form of shit. Mm-hmm. It's a crack it's of shit, voodoo bullshit. Like that's his thing. <laughs> when he doesn't like something, that's the term he uses. It's true. <laughs> it's his. Uh, it's it's a classic. Uh, it's a classic Childs right there for sure. <laughs> and uh, it's worth noting that uh, uh, you know TV version. Of course, we get some fun censor censorship there with uh, it's a crack of stuff. <laughs> just really doesn't have the same effect unfortunately you know if if i i have really got to watch that version you've talked about because that just sounds really highly entertaining to watch the the the, the, the cleaned up version but i would i would have thought it would have been funny if the guy who did that decided to say it's a crock of soup you know <laughs> just, <laughs> just gone just really really crazy with it yeah <laughs> might as well i mean what's you've already totally ruined the flow of the movie yeah, exactly just go <laughs> for have, it have some fun with it you know why not so, uh, so yeah, after a crock of stuff, McCready does end up uh, testing his his own, which I like the look that he kind of uh, gives after the crock of shit line. Like, uh, he's almost a little, he's he's still pretty confident in it, but, you know, there's maybe a glimmer of like, uh, maybe he's right. Like, which is part of the brilliance of this scene, I think, that we'll, we'll get into as we go, I'm sure. But the fact that there are so many uh, tests that nothing happens that it really, really builds up the tension in both directions in that, you know, on one hand you think, okay, it's like, we know one of these people is the thing. So at some point something's going to happen. But on the other hand, you also think, oh, geez, and I'm, I'm like so tensed up and maybe this test is nonsense and nothing's going to happen at all. And, you know, some, something totally different. Like, you know, in the previous scene, we think the, the whole kind of uh, suspense that's built up is all around the fact that McCready's holding everybody hostage and Clark is grabbing, is secretly grabbing a scalpel. And then, shock, you know, something yep. completely different happens. It has nothing to do with what you're worrying about. So it already kind of sets up this idea that, you know, what you're what you're freaking out about is probably not what's going to jump out and scare you. So, you know, this this scene is is probably one of the finest scenes of, of suspense and tension in any movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like this guy is a short tempered, drunken chopper pilot. Why are we letting him conduct the medical experiment? (laughs) 
Right. Like there's plenty of reason to think that uh, that this test is not proving anything one way or the other, especially given how many how many tests uh, go by before anything actually happens. <laughs> Can I say as well, like in the pre- pre- previous scene with the hole where they discover the locker full of blood, you know, has been ruptured and all the blood's over the floor. I don't get any sense that anyone here is cleaning up. And so <laughs> this 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 outplay, this outpost has got to be really disgusting. I mean, there's got to be just old food. And now we know that there's blood caked on the floor. Like this place has got to be just so horrendously gross at this point. Everybody's probably just leaving their their canned food that uh, the yeah. was telling me oh. is just kind of sitting out everywhere. Yeah. Just oh. like chili and beans and like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I mean, you know, I'm sure that uh, nobody cleaned up Norris. So he's still on the operating. <laughs> I mean, you know, part of <laughs> That's very true. Part- I mean, part of him took off, but I mean, there's other parts of him that's still there. And he's just, I mean, you know, can you picture any of them saying, hey, you know, what's, what, whoever they give it to, Nalls, I guess, hey, Nall, go clean up. Eh, bull, you know, we want him, man. Like, forget it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of uh, back, way back in, uh, God, I, want, I think it was in like in the 50s uh, minutes somewhere that um, where, where, he McCready just tells everybody like go gather up the rest of the body so we can burn them. They'd be like, man, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Whoa, get it? What are you crazy? <laughs> These are like gory, burned alien creatures that you just told me are maybe still alive, like <laughs> and highly contagious. Right? <laughs> just go grab them. Like no need for gloves. <laughs> yeah, no, no way, man. What do you, Mr. Computer wore tennis shoes? You're not telling me what to do. Right. So yeah, at this point. Definitely that uh, you could easily uh, there could be a nice uh, kind of comedic cut back to like a, uh, you know, either the spider head or Norris's corpse just kind of like, uh, you know, hissing with steaming uh, from the from the smoke that's still coming off of it <laughs> as all this is going on. Yeah, this place, I like to think that prop still exists somewhere, by the way. I hope it does. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, that's one, one thing about the, uh, you know, the fact that most of these these two big effects between the Norris uh, thing and the Palmer thing are done in so many stages that it means that only the last one gets burned up. So hopefully uh, Robotine's got those sitting in his uh, in his creature laboratory still somewhere, I hope. I, I hope it's on like a, a pedestal with a light and it goes around like in a slow circle. I used to be really <laughs> proud of that. Most definitely. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I don't think they're cleaning up. So, you know, by the end of the movie, when they blow it up, you know, that's probably just the, the, uh, the best way to just get rid of it all. It's not, not worth the trouble at that point. We're just going to blow up the whole base instead of trying to mop this mess up. <laughs> you probably should have done that at my dorm room in my first year of art school. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, the only other thing I had, uh, I had, uh, in my notes is that, um, in the script, of course, it's copper who's, uh, who gets, tested first since he was the one drawing the blood. And uh, McCready says that um, he di- he doesn't think Copper's infected because of if, if he was the thing, he wouldn't have used the defibrillator on Norris, which is an interesting line to me a little bit hmm. because it means, you know, I don't know, the defibrillator doesn't seem like, like it depends on how you view the Norris thing. as Like, did it burst out and attack like that because it thought the defibrillator was an attack on it? Or did it do it because it knew the Norris body was about to die? Like, you know, to me, the, the defibrillator doesn't seem like a, you know, if I was copper, that doesn't seem like an attack on Norris. It seems like, you know, he's trying to save his life. So I don't know. Mm. That To me, that could definitely tell me that he was a thing, that he knew that uh, Norris was a thing and he was trying to keep him alive, maybe. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with McCready that that's, uh, you know, pretty hard evidence of anything. <laughs> 
Hmm. I always figured that that again, we're, we're getting off this minute and I apologize, but I always figured that that the scene with Norris where he is looking out the window and he's all by himself and he feels the chest pains. Mm -hmm. I always figured that's the scene that proves that you don't know you're the thing. Right. Because if the thing is alone, which Norris is, he wouldn't be having a heart attack because he wouldn't be he, he'd be faking it. Right. And, you know what I mean? So it's like by the fact that Norris actually does have chest pains means on some level that's the real Norris. But we know that it's the thing Norris because two seconds later, whammo. Right. So like that's that's the moment like that's to me, that's the conclusive proof that the thing is inside Norris, but he doesn't know it. And and that, you know, like because there's no one there's no one there to fake a heart attack in front of at that point. So sure. it's just terrifying yeah i think i think that's a fair reading too and and on top of that even if it wasn't a heart attack if it was just you know uh we talked about how that might just be pains of like the thing taking over his actual organs inside or something but even so mm. if he if he was all thing at that point then you know the thing wouldn't react to that at all <laughs> you know that would be totally normal right. to it so yeah i think that's a pretty that's a pretty fair read of that that's a pretty important <laughs> moment i think that people tend to overlook is the the chest pains bit um Cool. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, oh, I had one other quick thing I wanted to mention that um, throughout this whole scene, starting somewhere in this minute, there's this uh, this very subtle kind of heartbeat sound that's going underneath everything. Um, it's it's pretty subtle, but it's a nice touch. But it's funny that uh, it was it was totally not intentional. Um, it was a low frequency thump from uh, some kind of accidental magnetization of the tape. And they didn't notice it until it was like too late to correct. But they were like, oh, I guess it works. <laughs> wow. Which is one of those things Man. like, you know, there's a lot of like beautiful accidents in this movie. Uh, and that that's that's a, a nice one that I didn't know about until I was, uh, you know, doing research for the movie. That's like the filmmaking God stepping in and helping you out. Jeez, yeah, that's that's amazing. Especially considering that that, you know, a magnetization could have just destroyed the sound all altogether. But instead, you know, added this nice, very subtle, like little thumping thing that adds to the tension. So very, you know, that's about as lucky as you can get, I think. <laughs> amazing. So, um, yeah, I think that's everything I had. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, mention before we move on? No, I think I'm good. I'm I'm I am I'm gearing up for the next minute because Ooh, it's oh a boy. good one. It's a good one. Cool. So um, yeah, I think that'll wrap up minute eighty two. But don't forget, uh, listeners, you can always check us out on Facebook and Twitter at the Thing Minute. So you can join in the conversation there, and uh, uh, like Rob does almost every day, and uh, you know, join us in <laughs> and tell us your theories, and and you know, let let me know what you think of the show and and all that kind of good stuff. It's definitely a a big part of the fun of doing a movies by minute podcast is this kind of like daily interaction that you know you get to have with people listening to the show so you know definitely join in and do that that's always fun um, but as you're doing that don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of the thing minutes thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show please go to thethingminute.com. there you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on the thing you can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Thing Minute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper signing out. Harper.